Greetings, I'm Noel Deer. Welcome to today's Daily Devotion. I hope these next few minutes will encourage you as you seek to learn God's Word and abide with Christ. Our focus today is James chapter 4, verses 1 through 7, and today we're going to learn about two very serious problems. We're going to learn about a failure in prayer and also a friendship with the world. Let's read in verse 1. What is the source of wars and fights among you? Don't they come from your passions that wage war within you? So where do our problems come from? Where do our divisions, our strife, our struggles come from? Well, they don't come primarily from outside pressure, but they come from our pleasures waging war within us. Uh, This is true both on a on a corporate level, in a corporate context, and in a personal context. Our sinful desires create conflicts among believers, whether it's in church or it's in a family or it's in some group. And also, our uh, sinful desires create struggles and stress and tensions in our own personal lives. We have to remember that all of us have a sin nature. There is this desire for sin that lives within us. We need to be aware of that, and we need to be on guard against that. Look at verse 2. He says, you desire and you do not have. You murder and covet and cannot obtain. You fight and wage war. You do not have because you do not ask. So why do we struggle so badly? Well, he says in verse 1 that we struggle badly because we have this sinful nature in us. He adds to that in verse 2 that we struggle because we have often a failure to pray, a failure to pray. I'm, I'm reminded of what Jesus said in Matthew 7 and in so many other passages. But in Matthew 7, 7, ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and the door will be opened to you. Jesus commands us to pray and Jesus promises that he will respond to our prayers. However, generally, we make prayer our last resort. Uh, we we do everything we can to solve the problem. We 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 give it our all. We I- expend all of our energy, and then at the very end, if nothing else works, we pray. Prayer is our last resort. But this verse tells us that prayer shouldn't be last; it should be first. We don't have because we do not pray. Now, when we struggle and we're prayerless, we demonstrate some false beliefs. We demonstrate, first of all, that we are in control. We demonstrate that we believe that we are in control of our world and that if I'll just work hard enough, if I'll just try, I can fix this. Well, we're not in control in our world. We also demonstrate that we have or we think we have the wisdom to know what to do. Well, very often, we don't have the wisdom to know. Only God knows. But when we pray, we are saying, we, we are that, that establishes the fact that we believe, our prayer establishes the fact that we believe that it is God who controls things, and it is God who gives wisdom. So let me ask, what are you struggling with the most right now in life? Have you honestly and consistently brought that to the Lord in prayer? If you haven't, now's the time to start. Verse 3, you ask and don't receive because you ask with wrong motives so that you may spend it on your 
pleasures. So he says in verse 2, there's a problem with us not praying. And in verse 3, he says, sometimes there's a problem with us praying, but we pray with the wrong motives. What are the wrong motives? Well, he tells us here the wrong motives would be to pray for something simply for our own pleasure. See, the Christian life is about honoring the Lord. Our lives are about, should be about, honoring the Lord. And our prayers should be about honoring the Lord. And so when we pray, we should ask for things that further the gospel and honor the Lord. Now, don't let don't let this keep you from praying uh, for needs in your life. Jesus said to pray for our daily bread, but pray with some humility. Perhaps you'd pray like this, Lord, this is what I ask for, because I believe that this is necessary to further the gospel and to honor you. But I trust you, Lord, and I'm asking really that you'll either answer my prayer or change my prayer to a more God-honoring prayer. But I bring this need to you because I believe that you're in control and I believe that your wisdom is true. Look at verse 4. He says, you adulterous people. He's shifting gears a little bit. So we've talked about prayer. Now we're going to talk about enmity with the world. He says in verse four, you adulterous people, don't you know that friendship with the world is hostility toward God? So whoever wants to be a friend of the world becomes the enemy of God. I use some very strong language here. He calls these uh, Christians adulterous people. What What does that mean? Well, let's start with adultery in marriage, because we all know what that is. Adultery in marriage is when one partner goes outside the marriage to seek pleasure or um, uh, to, to, to seek something inappropriate that that person should be seeking within the marriage. Now, how, how is this the same when he says that we are adulterers with the Lord? Well, when those people who belong to God go to the world for peace and security and joy and happiness, when we're looking to the world to satisfy us, then we're we're guilty of adultery with the Lord. Friendship with the world, he says here, is hostility toward God. We cannot love both. We can't love God and the world. We can't think that God is the answer for peace and security and the world is the answer for peace and security. Everything the world stands for is an affront against God. He hates the sinful world. Christ died to pay the guilt, the penalty for sin. That's the result uh, of, of this cursed world. So we're often guilty. We're often guilty of being way too casual about our relationship with the world and our pursuit of the world's peace, the world's security, the world's happiness. You know, I don't want my wife flirting with another man. Uh, And the Lord does not want us flirting with the world and looking looking to the world for the things that ought to come from God. Now, why is friendship with the world so dangerous, you might ask? Well, there are really two reasons that that we see here. First, friendship with the world, going to the world for these things, it dishonors God. It, uh, it, it, It implies that what God offers us is not sufficient. Secondly, when we go to the world, when we flirt with the world, it changes us. 
Jesus said in Matthew 6, 21, where your treasure is, your heart will be also. What he says is where you invest your energy and your time and your resources, where you you, uh, seek pleasure, where you seek um, security and, and peace, you're going to be drawn to that. You know, a man doesn't want his wife flirting with another man because he doesn't want her to be drawn to another man. Uh, and uh, a, a, a man doesn't want his wife flirting with another man uh, for, for, for the same reason. And, and God knows that when we flirt with the world, we will be drawn there. That's why this is such a big deal. Look at verse five. He says, or do you think it's without reason that the scripture says the spirit he made to dwell in us envies intensely? Honestly, there's a lot of debate about exactly how this verse should be interpreted, even how it should be translated. And that really goes beyond the scope of our few minutes that we have here together. But let me tell you that this verse means at least this. We have a sinful love and a sinful longing for the world, but God has a holy love and a holy longing for us. And so we should run to the Lord. Look at verse six, but he gives greater grace. Therefore, he says, God resists the proud, but gives grace to the humble. What should we do? What should we do? We have a sinful nature. There's no question about that. I have sinful desires. We have, at least on some level, a friendship with the world, and we struggle with this. So what should we do? Well, he tells us here we should be humble about it. We, could, we should confess that weakness. We, we should confess the struggle that we have there, and we ought to ask God to help us every single day. We ought to be sensitive to our weakness and the, the power the world has to distract us. And if we'll have that humble attitude, what this verse says is that God will give us his grace. God loves to give grace and mercy to those who are humble. May we be humble about our sinful nature and the attraction of the world and ask God to help us, to give us the grace to pursue him and him alone. Friends, thanks for watching or listening. If you're on YouTube, please hit the like and subscribe buttons. That helps us get the word out. On your favorite podcasting app, just search for Pastor Noel's Daily Devotions. Further info at noeldeer.com. I hope you have a great day as you endeavor to abide in Christ.